Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... I think there's a lot of false information out there and a lot of misunderstood information about communities. The people in community are amazing. They're beautiful people. They're so welcoming and loving and the children are just gorgeous. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just people, regardless of what colour skin that we have. So my children will ask for the same things for Christmas as the kids in community ask for in Christmas. There's no difference. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 296 of Impact Boom. My name is Isabel Croker and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises creating positive, sustainable and social change globally. Today we're speaking with Jules Laidlaw. Jules is the founder of the Clay Society, a social impact studio located on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, which designs and produces ceramic products for boutique retailers across Australia and New Zealand. This bustling studio is in its second year of business, and while it has faced challenges like most businesses in the past two years, they have come out stronger than ever, in part due to their resilience and their mission to create positive social change. Founder Jules Laidlaw is an ex-emergency nurse who believes in getting her hands dirty for the greater good. Jules has always loved beautiful homes and products and has combined this with her passion for giving back. She founded the Clay Society out of a desire to create beautiful treasured homewares while also helping those in need. Helping Indigenous communities is at the heart of the Clay Studio's purpose and it provides a deeper meaning behind their work. The studio's purchase with purpose ethos was born out of their love and respect for Australia's First Nations people and their genuine desire to help others. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Jules' personal insights from starting a social enterprise and her biggest pieces of advice for other impact-led entrepreneurs. Jules, thank you very much for joining us today. It's very exciting to have you here with us and we can't wait to hear about your journey and your insights. Amazing. Thank you for having me. So firstly, could you please share a bit about your background and what led to your interest and work in the social enterprise space? So thank you for introducing me. I'll start right at the start so people understand my journey. I created the Clay Society when I left my nursing career. So I was an emergency nurse for 15 years. I worked in some pretty intense places. I worked in emergency departments, theatre teams and a high security prison. When I left that environment, I was quite tired, I think. I'm really worn out. I guess when I sat for a little while and started to peel back the layers of what was really important to me just as a person outside of anything else that I was going to do, right at the top of the list was my need to help other people. I knew that if I was going to do a business, that part of my core value as a person was that I had to help other people and that would really fulfill me. I have a deep passion for health projects. I'm really passionate about homelessness and social issues in our communities. I guess that drove 
the base of my business forward. And then I built on top of that. That's so amazing, Jules. I I know so many people can definitely resonate with the issue of leaving a career, but what you've done from there is honestly amazing. So as the founder of the Clare Society, could you tell us a bit more about the social enterprise itself and your mission? The Clay Society is on Gilby Country on the Sunshine Coast. We produce products for over 95 boutique retailers across Australia and New Zealand. We all believe anyone that comes into my studio has a shared belief that we get our hands dirty for a greater good. Our products are very high quality and they're very sought after, so we're always really busy, which is great. But we all believe in helping other people. So I think with that basis, we together as a team work really well. I think for me personally, what I was going to do with the business and what I like to share with our staff is helping people here within our own country first and just really looking after our Indigenous communities because I feel like they're an area that is somewhat forgotten and they really need a helping hand. Doing the first year of business, we looked at how we could help our Indigenous communities. We worked with the remote laundries to help the remote communities up in the Northern Territories have access to washing facilities. They are a really amazing non-for-profit charity that we were really lucky to work alongside with for the first 12 months of our business. They have a strong health impact behind what they do. They put a shipping facility, washing machines into really remote Aboriginal communities to help scabies outbreaks. Just as an ex-nurse, scabies can cause staph, which can cause renal disease, which can cause blindness, cardiac issues, long-term health impacts, and it can also cause death. In Australia, we have the highest rate of scabies for a developed country in the world, and that's just due to the lack of ability to wash clothes in community. I was really happy to join with them. I think it fitted really well for me as a business owner and just the mission of what they were trying to do. At the end of last year, we also did an independent pledge to that community. So Barunga and Beswick were the first community to get a remote laundry. And we provided 250 presents for 250 kids ourselves that we raised in the studio. So some of them were donated. The majority of them we paid for ourselves. I think that was at the start of COVID. We couldn't get freight. So I had 70 kilos of presents to take up to the Northern Territory. So I ended up jumping on a plane and Jetstar were great. I've got to do a little call out for them because they didn't actually charge me any extra luggage because they knew I was going for a social impact reason. So thank you to them. But I took 70 kilos of luggage up to Darwin and then drove a truck with my twin sister from Darwin into community. And then we gave out the presents ourselves to the children there. I think that was really impactful for the first year of our business and personally. I think it's very confronting to go into community, but I think just that one trip up there with my sister, I've been multiple times, that one particular trip with the children will definitely keep me passionate and drive forward each year to help our communities. So, yeah, I was really grateful for that. That's amazing, Jules. It's definitely very true when you say you like to get your hands dirty. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that you're able to integrate your experience in working in health into your social enterprise. It's honestly amazing and they seem to work so in sync. And I just want to ask uh, next, so with your connection to Australia's First Nations people and like you mentioned, your travels to Indigenous communities, where have you seen immediate opportunities to create positive change and tackle some of the disadvantages that you mentioned? I think it's really important for everyone to understand that remote Aboriginal communities are very different environments than you've ever experienced before. 
I think the need in community is so massive, it can be very overwhelming. And for myself, I'm a bit of a, a tough little peanut, but it is really emotional for me. The overcrowding in houses is super confronting. Food security is a massive issue because of the government rebates placed on food in remote Aboriginal communities. A lot of the people in community don't have access to fresh food. They also don't have access to essential items such as babies' nappies or sanitary items for the women. And that's a really high priority for the government and it needs to be addressed as a matter of urgency. The last time I was in community and I had other people with me, a filming crew and some other friends, it was really hard to believe that we were in Australia as a developed country because the poverty is like a third world country from my overseas travels. A lot of the houses didn't have running water. We've got Indigenous children sleeping on the ground. There's a massive amount of work to be done, but I do think that if we all stand together, we can make change. And tackling one issue at a time collectively, real change can be made. I, I definitely see that. I see lots of areas for immediate help. Next year, we're going to look at beds and linen for community and see if we can get some beds and linen for the people that need them the most. Washing facilities, the remote laundries are doing a great job at that. I see a lot of opportunity in community for food programs to grow food and to get rid of the government rebates from the general stores and community and employ people from these Indigenous communities back into the stores. An Aboriginal investment group does a really great job at that. Next year, we're starting a new business. I won't tell you what that is, but it's a brand new endeavour and that business I'm going to look at um, setting up with also an Indigenous social impact that will help for the beds and the linen that we need for these people in community. That's amazing, Jules. It's, it's definitely interesting to hear your perspective. I'm sure most Australians haven't travelled uh, to community, so they can't relate to your experiences, but it's great that you're able to project your experiences on a platform so we know what needs to be changed. It's so important. I think there's a lot of false information out there and a lot of misunderstood information about communities. The people in community are amazing. They're beautiful people. They're so welcoming and loving and the children are just gorgeous. And I think at the end of the day, we're all just people, regardless of what colour skin that we have. My children will ask for the same things for Christmas as the kids in community ask for in Christmas. There's no difference. So we're all just people and we all need to work together because they really need us. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing that you are making actionable steps towards that because it's just an issue which really isn't projected enough in our society. It's very much pushed under the carpet. So we're very yeah, grateful yeah. to be able to tell your story and hopefully make impact through that. And I just want to ask Jules, what advice would you give to early stage social entrepreneurs seeking to get their idea off the ground and make the social changes that you are? Yeah, I think the most important thing for people that are looking at doing social impact businesses is just to be genuine. I think people can really feel if, if that's a consumer or a business partner or someone you're going to work with in whatever business platform that you're going to set up, I think people can really feel when you come from a genuine space to be transparent and build trust with your customers and clients. And that will inspire others and drive motivation in other people. So we put lots of information up on our website. We were super transparent with how much money we donate, where it goes to. And if we do a pledge, we always put up a thing and say, look, we've raised $10,000 for remote laundries. Thank you to everyone. Everyone gets a receipt. I think all of those things are super important for people then to be able to continue to follow your journey. And just surround yourself with great people. There's lots of power in standing together. 
And I think don't be afraid to ask people for help. For our first Christmas pledge, I was a little bit hesitant to put it out there that I needed toys for the children in community, but I knew financially I wasn't able to afford the 250 presents that we needed. When I asked for help, so many beautiful people came forward with just such gorgeous hearts that they wanted to help the other kids in community. So I think don't be afraid to ask other people or just get amongst it and just really surround yourself with great people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something definitely that rings true for a lot of people. We're always afraid to ask for help, but when it's a cause like what the Clay Society works for, it's it's amazing. It's an incredible cause. Why wouldn't you help out? I love that so many people did step forward and put their hand up. And so, Jules, you are an alumni of the Refinery Incubator. What was one of the key lessons you learned throughout the social impact program on the Sunshine Coast? Yeah, so I was really lucky to be part of that because I was just at the start of looking at my business and what I wanted to try and achieve. So I'm super grateful for the refinery. It's an amazing course. I think the things that I learned out of that course was networking with really great people. So I'm really good friends still with Frankie Ratford. She was one of the mentors on the course and she's literally like family to me. I just came back from spending time with her on Magnetic Island and she's an amazing entrepreneur. She's done amazing things and traveled the world. So it goes back to surrounding yourself with really great people. I had a bit of an identity crisis when I was on the refinery because I'd only just left my nursing career. So I feel like they taught me to find myself and find a bit of confidence, which I really lacked to start off with in business. I guess not to tick other people's boxes. I think it's important just to be yourself. You don't need to worry about fitting into a certain box or having to do something that meets criteria to get a grant or whatever. I think just being yourself is is magic. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many amazing social enterprises out there. You definitely need to differentiate yourself, I suppose. So you've obviously worked in the social space for a while now, Jules, and you've built the Clay Society up to what it is today. So what other organisations have you worked with or seen that you believe are creating strong social impact? Yes, I'm really lucky that I have a totally different group of people around here now, but they're really beautiful people. And we have those 95 stores and all of those women that own those stores are amazing little cheerleaders. They tell all our customers what we do and why we make stuff. I've recently collaborated for a brand from here on the Sunshine Coast called Eat For You. So they produce healthy snack bars. They are amazing women that own that business. 50% of their profit goes back to areas of need. I worked with them recently for Patty Mills Foundation and they helped a remote Queensland Aboriginal community. So we cross promote each other on social media platforms. And this financial year, we also work with Happy Boxes. So Happy Boxes is run by a beautiful girl named Emma. She was a remote school teacher and she has set up this non-for-profit charity business where you can send essential toiletries to women in really remote areas all across Australia. We make lots of Happy Boxes that go out that have deodorant, soap, shampoo, cute little nail polishes. We write handwritten cards in them and she's just an amazing human being and she just comes from such a genuine place that she just wants to help other women. I'm really lucky that I work with her and I guess yeah it's just finding your people but I think they're probably the main ones that we work with. The remote laundries that I've spoken are really great people. They have a really strong social impact for food security, employment within community and scabies and the Aboriginal Investment Group. 
I think they're our little tribe at the moment and we always keep our eyes open to see what other people are doing in the social impact areas and just to make sure that they're genuine, that there's no greenwashing. We have a label that goes on our product that says when you purchase our products that you purchase them with purpose and that really means that I'm not putting a swimming pool in my backyard with the profit that we make. It means that I'm going to use that profit to help the kids and community and it goes to other places other than just us. I think just finding genuine people that are doing really great things. Yeah, that's amazing. It sounds like you've definitely found your tribe, which is really aligned with the play society's ethos. So that's amazing. And you're really only going to build from there. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We do love a good book at Impact Boom Jewels. Uh, so I know you're very busy, but I was wondering if you had any time to read books, if you managed to fit it in your schedule, what books or resources do you love or would you recommend to our listeners? I actually read a lot of books, even though I'm really busy. I probably read a book a week. Yeah, so I'm actually a really big reader. And me and Frankie Ratford, we share our books. And I also share my books with my twin sister. So we're all huge readers. The 4-Hour Workweek is a really great book. It's all about managing time. I think everyone should buy that book. I think it's like a staple item. What else is good that I've read recently? $100 Startup was a good book. The Happiest Man Alive, which is life story of a Holocaust survivor. But I think that story doesn't directly go towards social impact, but it's really good about perspective. And I think I have a different perspective on life because I worked in emergency for a long time and I understand life is very fragile. I think reading books like that also helps you with your business because you keep everything in perspective. Beautiful. I love that. I'm definitely going to have to pop those on my ever-growing book list. <laughs> I'm very impressed that you find time to read with how busy you are. <laughs> Now to finish off, Jules, um, would you like to add anything else or do you have any final pieces of advice for our listeners? Um, I think, oh, my final thing of advice, let me think. Um, I think be mindful of the energy that you put out because it's always the energy that you get back. Being kind costs nothing. So that's our little motto in our studio. I never say no to an opportunity and I find people to be our cheerleaders. I guess last but not least, every year we create a vision board. So I've got one in my office and one in the studio. I write down all the goals that I have for the studio and then we have colour palettes and cute little things on them too. But I think if you believe in yourself, other people will believe in you. And when you tick them goals off, it's really empowering. I think everyone should have a little vision board and just be very mindful of the energy that you put out to the universe. That's awesome. I love that. And it's definitely so relevant going into next year. I mean, the last two years have been hard for everyone and definitely positive energy. So important. It's been really hard for business over the last few years, but we started our business in the middle of that um, <laughs> <laughs> worldwide pandemic. We just brush yourselves off. We're resilient. We're strong and we'll get it done. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your generous insights and time today. It was so great to have you here on Impact Room. And I know we are and all our listeners are really looking forward to seeing your work in the future. Thanks for having me. Our new collection comes out at the end of January. We've also got a big feature coming out in a very large magazine for January and one for February. So we've got lots of cool stuff happening and another new business starting. So we look forward to sharing that with you when we pull it all together. Absolutely. We are so excited. And we cannot wait to see what you have in store. Thank you, Jules. Thank you, Bill.
Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.